What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 29 of Buckets of Duckets. I am your host, Chase Myers, out here in Seattle, Washington, down there in Louisiana, is my co-host, the one, Josh Watts. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is episode 29, which is 15 more than 14, which would be an uneven fraction and would get you failed in high school. Listen to this podcast every episode. You learn shit that helps you graduate and become a functioning member of this society. No child left oh. behind. That is no Buckets chi- of Duckets <laughs> policy, okay? We're making sure that all of you move on and have a bright, bright future. Okay. Buckets of Duckets is the new Secretary of Education under President Biden. Oh, both of us. and we're going to continue to cut funding. We are filling our pockets, okay? All right. I, I'm you giving all... You just some big upgrades on the podcast. I, I'm just giving all the teachers guns, and we're upgrading, bro. I'm giving them guns and say, you figure it out, okay? Good. Uh, but we're opening a real network, all right? I'm going to get Joe Rogan a, a show on Buckets of Duckets. <laughs> I'm going to bring him in. <laughs> Guys, subscribe on whatever po- uh, podcast platform you may be listening to this on on YouTube. What's up, guys? Look how pretty we look. Uh, go ahead and subscribe here as well. Uh, like, leave a comment. Thank y'all so much, man. Things have been going really well on the YouTube side of it lately. And we, you know, we nice. don't want to go. We don't want to go without saying we appreciate that. Uh, Josh, buddy. We've had some pre-show meetings, and uh, you know you've gone over like things that's happening in your life. And from what I understand, uh, you have a neighbor story of all neighbor stories that you have prepped me with. You're not gonna like; it's not gonna sound real. Was like <laughs> literally d- what you told me, and that's a lot coming from your weird ass neighborhood. I can't imagine uh, what this is gonna be. I'm kicking my Crocs off. We're about to get in it, ladies and gentlemen. I want this. It's time to get real. He's getting his off. Let's get down. Let's get down to it, ladies and gentlemen. Grabbing the carpet with his toes. Josh is digging in. I got to get in there. Uh, I want to preface this story by saying if someone told me this story, I also would not believe it for a second. But I swear on all of my Hulk Hogan and Superman action figures that this is a true account. Of what happened in my neighborhood. Um, I've learned how to f- fill pre-rolled coin, co- uh, cones with... Uh, <laughs> it's a very difficult skill. It takes a lot to learn how to do that. So big ups to you. Yeah. yeah with I used my GI Bill, went back to school, and learned how to fill up pre-rolled cones uh, with, uh, substance, with my materials. And I was smoking in my backyard. And, uh, God damn it. My neighbor got a drone and Shut came up. to my fucking house Shut with up. a picture. With a picture. A picture. All right. My neighbor got a drone. Wait, which neighbor? Is this the same neighbor you've had beat? We spot, talked about the one this that neighbor. Comes down, the one that comes down with the spotlight. The one that walks down the street with the spotlight. Um, so this is not the do you smell dope guy? No. Oh no! I can't no, believe this, that's. I can't believe that's two different people. There's two different people. One <laughs> of the dudes. Now this guy. How is that not the same person? <laughs> you have two of these lunatics running around your neighborhood. All right. Spotlight guy, guy. This guy has walked up and down the street with a spotlight before. I've talked about him on here because I've been smoking outside, or a golf cart drove by too fast, or children were having fun, or you heard laughter or something. And, uh, every, all right, just to give you an example of what kind of person this dude is, he has a front view and a rear view camera in his car and he posts in the group. If people tail him too close, no like video of their dude. car. And he's like, I'll turn you into the police. Or if they run stop signs, he says he forwards all the videos to the police, uh, which I'm sure, I'm sure the cops loved. It, sure go, it goes straight to their it. junk folder. It doesn't. There's no way they flagged that dude. <laughs> None of that shit's being read. Are you so, kidding me? His house. Quick, dispatch house. everybody to the stop sign. <laughs> get that motherfucker. We got one of them tanks. Get one of them tanks. We got those taser shields. Get them. <laughs> These Antifa sons of bitches are running stop signs now. It's a good day to got to die, boys. Let's go get them. 
<laughs> it's a good day to meet our God. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, this dude, uh, you know, I've talked about how there's creeks, uh, ponds in the back of the neighborhood where I like to walk the dogs and stuff. Right. Um, I've I've started meditating, uh, trying to meditate, and there's a spot out there in the woods where I've been. I've kind of I don't know. There's a spot out in the woods where I go. Sit can I out. ask you? Can I ask you something about that? Do yeah. you? Do you have a mantra when you meditate? Uh, I hum just a sound. I don't say okay. anything. I just try to hum a little bit, like very, very soft. And I do it in the woods because it's very quiet and peaceful, and I feel ridiculous doing it. But, dude, like five minutes, ten minutes of that is – I feel really good afterwards. Part um, of me expected your mantra to be some kind of pro wrestling promo <laughs> or some kind of deep Cash, breath. And- checks, snap, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i kind of i kind of have a vision of you just out in the field (laughs) going fuck you ain't shit nobody's fuck you ain't shit nobody's fuck you ain't shit nobody's (laughs) i feel Uh, great man i just i'm ready to return to the world (laughs) so this neighbor uh you're not better than me (laughs) (laughs) all right my bad (laughs) his backyard faces uh, right where I enter. So to get to the ponds, I, I cut in between two of my neighbors' houses. I've asked them both, "Do you mind if I cut across here with my dogs to get to the creeks?" And both of them told me it's fine. He's a couple doors down, but I'm trying to explain. So I have to walk. I have to pass his backyard to get to the creeks, but it's already kind of in the woods. Okay. Okay. So his I backyard past. lines the woods. Yeah, he has to have a low fence because it's it faces the ponds. And it faces the long straightaway, where as soon as I get on, I light one of those pre-filled cones immediately when I'm walking my dogs or going to meditate and be with Jesus or whatever it is I do. <laughs> it's one of those two things. Um, so <laughs> See, I'm the walking, dogs are Jesus. <laughs> I'm walking back uh, with my dog, and this dude comes up. <laughs> Jesus in your heart. <laughs> this dude comes up to his fence with a printed out picture No. of me. No. Walking my dog with something in my mouth, but it's it's a drone photo, so it's like you can't you can't tell what it is. You couldn't tell what it is. But he shows me this picture and he says, I'm gonna take this to the cops. <laughs> and there's all right, I could have reacted multiple ways. My normal reaction would be to punch him in his mouth and just be furious that he would even talk to me or try to confront me in any way whatsoever. That's yeah. normally what should happen. I'm glad you didn't, though, because we need to explore this guy. Because, oh boy, walk me through it. Walk me through okay. who the fuck you think you are. <laughs> that First off, like I just love that he thinks that any of these pictures are going to make anything happen like as if he's gonna hand this picture in and the cops are gonna go like he's gonna get a medal uh of like they're for gonna helping get the community come down and get me <laughs> yeah they're gonna come take you away because so, one time maybe you were walking around in the woods with a joint i guess like maybe that's what that is it could it could be a cigarette it could be a stick it could be anything from that height and if it was a zoomed in super hd 4k photo of me with a joint in my mouth Enhanced. The cops will not give a flying. F- I can promise you, they're gonna go. Oh, weird dude was smoking a joint in the woods. Yeah, let's get let's get everybody, and let's get the tanks and let's go kill them. Let's go. We kill gotta them protect now. the woods. Dude, we gotta get them. He's I ruining. He's ruining the woods. <laughs> I have children who love squirrels. That son of a bitch is after everything I love. <laughs> so getting the squirrels right. all high. This man. <laughs> Out there in the woods where nobody can see or hear him, and he's not bothering another soul except those squirrels. They got souls. Uh, Who's gonna take me... up for the squirrels? <laughs> I'll tell you who. <laughs> me. <laughs> he shows me this picture, and man, so many things go through my brain. I want to be furious, and of course, my uh, my instinct is I want to hit him. I don't like this dude in any way, shape, or form at all, anyway, anyhow. So I want to hit him immediately, but I don't. And I look at the picture closer, and I decide I'm trying to take a new stance on life. I'm doing some meditating. I'm trying mm-hmm. to be less confrontational. 
trying to be a little more peaceful. I'm trying to be more. Uh, I'm trying. I'm. I'm. Tr I'm realizing. I'm trying to realize how small I am in the world, and that that not everything I do is like a a world altering thing. So it doesn't fucking matter. You know. Get out like, of here, I'm the, hippie. I'm the, I'm the fucking tie-dye tank <laughs> up here talking to me about the world <laughs> and my well, I mean, place like... in it. No, dude, when I move, fucking, <laughs> <laughs> fucking the earth moves too. All right, bro? I'm the center right here, baby. <laughs> what in my mind, though, I could, I could punch this dude or like, what does it matter? I'm going to, let's, let's see what this is about. Yeah, I do so appreciate I, that take. That is, a, let's get I in there. I leaned in real close and I said, I don't have my glasses on because I didn't. And I leaned in real close and I looked at it and I said, what is that? And he looked, he goes, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> and I leaned in, I said, are you sure? And, and I'm not shitting you. He goes, yes, it's you. And it goes, it's you back there smoking. You think we can't smell it? And I said, smell what? And he goes, you know. <laughs> Dude, I just can't believe so many people in your neighborhood have a problem. Like, <clears throat> with smelling weed. Two. Two. Yeah. Two very loud people. Also, you should have been like, oh, thanks, man. I'm going to use this picture to show how you harass me when I'm walking my dog. This is a perfect, <laughs> I can totally show the cops that you won't mind your goddamn business because you followed me with the drone. Right. Look, they don't know. They're not gonna. Nobody's gonna give a fuck that a weird dude is in the woods smoking, maybe smoking a joint. They will not fucking care. Promise. That's what the woods but are for. He thinks that they're gonna come and like repossess my house, and like Your ah. life's over, dude. So he's like, uh, he says, "Now look, we can be friendly neighbors." And I don't want no trouble, but I don't. But I don't ever want to see this again. And I said, I don't think we can be. <laughs> and, and if you don't ever want to see that again, don't fly your fucking drone over people walking through the woods. And then he said, so you knew, uh, you knew, you knew what you were doing was wrong. No. And I, and I said, look. If I drive you to the police station to drop this photo off, can you stop lecturing me so I can go back to my house? And he goes, you think I won't turn this in? I said, I, I, I hope you do, I guess. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think is going to happen if you if you do? And he goes, you know, marijuana is illegal in Louisiana. And I couldn't help it. I said, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you dork. And he goes, yes, it is. Not even medicinal is loud here. And I said, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> and then he said, no, I, I, I know I work investigations for the Navy. And, and, and he started going on about how he knows it's illegal. And he started talking about where it like where it's medicinal and where like really right. kind of in depth. Of, and I was like, man, you know a lot about weed. <laughs> And then he said, look, I'll make a deal with you. And I decided then that I wanted to walk away. Yeah. So I just turned around and walked away while he's talking about making a deal with me. And uh, just, I'm trying to be a peaceful man, but I, I also, I'm still me. So as I turned around, I lit another joint <laughs> and walked past his backyard. Because fuck you. Dude. Uh, so I have, here's... A blow I have a blowgun now. If I ever see his drone again, <laughs> I'm taking it out. I'm taking it out. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. I'm taking it out. Go tell Here... the cops that you that I, that here's I took my... it. Here's my take on him and the other neighbor is that they're probably the most fucked up people in the neighborhood. People who try to like rat on other people for such small stuff and are like these like neighborhood watch trying to keep all the rules stuff. Like if you went through his laptop, he's going to jail. I guarantee yeah. you that's what happened. Like that, all those loud people like that. I get like there's he's got some dark past. I promise you something. Something's not right about people who act like that. 
He's one of those big hairless Uncle Fester looking motherfuckers. Bro, like, he's got some creepy shit. I it's like, why are you hairless? Because you cover yourself Vaseline and slide through air ducts or high school gymnasiums to peek at them little girls in locker rooms? That's what it is. Huh? I fucking know it. I'll get a drone picture of that, you son of a huh? bitch. You let the lotion what hit a the weird skin. Fucking, huh? What a weird fucking thing to do, though. To, <laughs> first off, to fly a drone over the woods and take a picture of somebody walking back there, walking their dogs back there. What did you hope to see? I mean, I know what he hoped to see, and he got, I guess he got, I guess he got it. I don't know. Uh, the cops haven't repossessed my house or killed my family yet, so it's uh, it's coming, man. It's it's. One this day might soon. be the last transmission. This might be my Anne Frank up here, just hiding away in my basement. And my next episode of the podcast is gonna be my will and testament. It's gonna look like the Blair Witch Project, just right in my face, and I leave all my action figures to Chase, and my weed can go. The chase. I, I just give it all to chase, I guess. I'm, I mean <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> I didn't think I was hurting anybody. I yeah, dude. Just what a, I, I can't tell you my whole life how much I've not wanted to talk to one of my neighbors ever. Like I I have never cared like it didn't matter. You could be the loudest neighbor of all time. I would never go say anything to you. I would never I would just complain about you in my house and that's it. But like, dude. I like well I'm wondering how long I, he was tracking you like did he go like do you walk at the same time most of the time or is that kind of like I'm just wondering when he saw you whenever he was like let well, me get my drone and go out like and well, now here's I'll the thing follow. about them since they've moved into the neighborhood him and his wife are like we Michelle and I have stopped walking around the neighborhood in the evenings down towards where they live because this guy and his wife, if they see you, they, every time somebody walks by, they happen to see you and come outside and then try to be your best friend. Like they're, I don't, they want to be friends with people and fuck that, dude. Don't, nah, man, just you live down there and I'll live nah, over here. They're swinging, bro. There's something you weird going on in that house. There's something. I'm going to tell you right now, dude, not if, right. If, if that, if that Uncle Fester motherfucker wants to get a piece of my Michelle, he's got to bring something way better to the table than that fucking thing he's got down there, dude. I can't stand his fucking wife. Woo, I hate her, dude. God damn it, I hate her. Uh, I gave her... All right, I messed up one time when she first moved into the neighborhood. Oh, dude, this is... Uh, I didn't, I didn't want to get into this. All right, into when she it. first moved into the neighborhood, I offered, hey, if you need anything... You know, just let me know I'm new. You know, it sucks moving to a new place in a new neighborhood and not know anything and not know anybody. So, like, I'm not saying let's be best friends, but like, hey, if you need to know if you can have a fence in your backyard without asking, come talk to me. You know, whatever. Just trying to be civil. And she, uh, somehow we exchanged phone numbers because some there was like an emergency coming or might be and she wanted a phone number something somehow she convinced me to give her my phone number and dude she would text me in the middle of the day and be like hey my ring camera just showed that somebody's in my front yard do you see anything now they're probably just walking by because it's a neighborhood with a bunch of people like, live here and i live four or five houses do you want me to stop i'll stop raising my two children and walk out of the house and just leave them here and walk all the way down the street to see if somebody walked by your fucking house. Like, yeah, I think what? you got all the evidence you need on your ring camera that saw. I think I think someone was probably walking in front of your house if yeah. if you saw the it. ring camera has a camera, right? It has yeah. a fucking camera it's, that it's, you could see. <laughs> and then like I, a video and, one, right? Like, yeah, okay. And I would not respond. And then, like one day, a construction worker was working on the house next to hers, and she texted me, "Hey, there's a white truck parked in front of our house with a question mark." I don't fucking know. I'm not answering. Go look. You got a ring camera? Got a camera on it? Zoom in. You dumb bitch. Zoom in. Stop fucking texting me. Enhance. Enhance. And, uh, and she just kept. And then one day it was, hey, uh, we're waiting on a very important Amazon package. It says it was delivered. Will you walk down and see? And then I blocked her number. <laughs> this is over. Yeah, it's dude. That was, over. Privileges revoked. <laughs> Friendship privileges are out the window now, dude. We are enemies, and that's it. <laughs> you are a habitual line stepper, lady. Okay, this is <laughs> and her husband too is far. Like, her husband has tried to be friendly with me a couple of times, and before he was showing you pictures of yeah, you walking well, before in, before the- he knew I was a dope, a dopehead, bringing the neighborhood down. Bro, fuck you. 
I'm 40 years old at home every day with two loud ass kids. You goddamn right I'm high. Fuck you. You want you want to take my joint? Why don't you come over here and peel it out of my cold, dead, patriotic fingers? You motherfucker. ISIS in Afghanistan couldn't bring me down. You think your fat ass is going to Uncle Fester? Come on down here, bro. Come on. Come on, get get you some. I'll bring you a little bit of law and order, motherfucker. I I, I want to fight him. I'll fight him right now. I hope yeah. he sees this episode. I I just watched you talk yourself into it. I just <laughs> I, I just in lot in real time watched you get more and more worked up. I was about I went, to jump in and I literally was like, "Stop! Let him go. Just let him go. See what happens." Let him. I, I, and of course, it that- ended with you going, "I'm gonna fight that motherfucker." That's what happens now. In the span of that window, dude, I went from like, I'm just gonna laugh at him to, nah, dude, he's gotta be fucking stomped out, dude. He's got to be dealt with, okay? That was too much disrespect. <laughs> too much. A picture of me. I'll take a picture of you. I'll take dude. a picture of your cold, dead corpse, motherfucker. Uh, I have uh, one other. Uh, oh, wait. <laughs> go, go. I've had one other uh, good, but I want to keep talking about this for another minute because now I'm the, now that I've retold the story, I'm way more angry than I was when it actually happened to me. That's what happens. <laughs> like, sometimes. Say it out loud. Off, yeah, I'm gonna go down and knock on his front door, <laughs> slap him in the face. Second we're done, I'm gonna slap that motherfucker across his mouth, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm so fucking mad now. I'm, I'm like. I was dude. like, this is a funny story. I can't wait to tell you. It happened a week ago. And now I'm like, Aah! Oh, dude. Okay, hold on. Let me relieve you a little bit with the crazy. So, fuck. I wasn't going to say this either. So, uh, my whole life, I, I, I've i been loved. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> universally likes me. I've never really ran into a lot of, if people don't like me, they don't tell me. I don't, I don't create that like I fucking hate. <laughs> I hate Chase reaction. That's not a thing. Uh, except for this one fucking girl that i work with this one girl hate like for two years just hates my guts like the rest of my co-workers like made me that big sign and all the stuff i noticed she her name was it. her name wasn't on it. she's uh she doesn't like that i talk so much at work but like yo it's too fucking bad people pay to hear me talk all right i'm not gonna shut up at work like, you're getting it for free that's crazy okay like i listen i i record me and my best friend's conversations every week and put it out for the world you think of my day-to-day life i'm not telling every person that makes eye contact with me what my feelings are and so and so so young old in her 20s like in her late 20s it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense and that's what nope and and a couple and a couple of times she is like and so friday uh there was just like a moment where i was like by her desk and somebody asked me a question and i answered it it was work related but then you know made a couple of jokes and then she just had like a big uh get away from this like space thing and i just i i i just went into like i I, you need to take she said that out loud yes this this happens every six weeks there'll be a moment where she'll like a friend of mine was like sick and it's her roommate right and uh and she was sick for a couple days she came back and i was like hey how you doing are you okay and this girl the girl that doesn't like me came flying around the corner and went she doesn't want to talk to anybody right now because she's sick i'm sorry but you just need to walk like that's what she did uh and so i have over and over again been like you're so miserable you are it doesn't make you any it sense to her face? yes yes no good, like good. friday she goes to get away from my area and i go take a breath would you please take a breath for once in your life and then she's like all you do is talk all you do is talk and i was like in what what like in what way does it matter my job is done so what I finished what I need to do. I'm not doing whatever. Like, don't act like I don't walk around here doing my job. She walks away laughing. That's it, right? And so that was the end of our conversation. And this is what normally happens. That'll happen. And then Monday when I go into work, I'll go, hey, what's up? She'll go, hey, what's up? And then we do that for six weeks until we have that exact <laughs> moment again. Like, that's that's our cycle. But, dude, I have spent this whole weekend thinking about her i've spent the entire weekend (laughs) every time i've had a moment i've gone like who is the person that walks around work telling people to be quiet if i was needing to be quiet my boss would have told me to be quiet there's bosses Mm -hmm. all over nobody's my my co-worker like that's who you wanted to be my lord and savior didn't tell me to be quiet 
my Lord and Savior said, speak it. He said, use your gifts. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to go out here and use my gifts in the world. And it's like, you grew up as a person. It was like, I'm going to be the person telling people to be quiet at work. Like, what is that? What type of person is that? And it is, uh, it is truly like just, uh, consumed me all weekend, bro. Like I have spent the entire. You think entire... she listens? You think she's listening? I don't know. She hates me so much. It's so. That's weird why she doesn't to like you, though. She listens to the podcast and she doesn't want to hear anymore. <laughs> yeah, so... I guess, dude. It's I, I don't know how to process it. Like I really, I have never really had somebody that just, just truly, just fundamentally doesn't like me. And so, like, and it's hard for me. Like the way that I want to handle that. Is I want to talk to her about it. I want to go. I want to walk up and read my resume, my great guy resume. I want to go. Hey, hey hold on, I, wait. I uh, <laughs> I drove my friend to the airport. I I help out people at work. I walked this old lady across the I street. I refuse to say the n word and the butler. So. I well, I didn't do it. They were offering to pay me more money to say a slur and on said, a, in a movie. I said, Mm-mm, not me. And I did that. Okay, that's a real thing I did. You can go see the movie. By the way, people listen to this podcast. I know that sounds like a bit. It's a real thing. I was in the butler. I was a cop. I'm in it for all of five seconds. This is the uh, funniest thing. It's I've not. It, it's not a. Uh, I didn't understand the role. I guess I'll just tell that story. I didn't understand the role. Whenever it was uh, for a little while in New Orleans, New Orleans was like a Hollywood South. Uh, there was like a run where they had a lot of studios down here. And for like a year or two, I was just an extra in every movie. I just, that was, you get paid $100 a day, whatever. You get to hang around with delusional actors. Dude, extras are the, like, I thought comics were delusional, bro. Dubstep. Like, at least comics are like, most of us are like gross looking weirdos who like hate ourselves Not and us. stuff like that. Not us. We're the, the, the some opposite of Some of y'all gross motherfuckers. But though. some of you gross motherfuckers with all the just. It's the uh, alpha wolf pack. Woo. And, uh, <laughs> and so <laughs> one solid. Woo. Uh, and. But that's not how actors are. They're all beautiful. And so, like, even their, like, extras are, like, their open... That's their open mic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so you're just looking at every one of them, thinks they're the prettiest, perfect person. And I'm going in there with comic energy. So I, I just hated it. I hated it so much. Uh, but so uh, The Butler, it's uh, Lee Daniels' movie. That's a dude that directed Precious. Uh, it's a Forrest great Whitt movie. Yeah, great movie. The Butler's a great movie. Forrest Whitaker's in it. Uh, it's about him being the butler for the presidents for like seven different presidents. Uh, I get an email asking me to come in to audition for Angry Teen. Uh, and so I was like, oh, cool. I guess I can still play a teenager. This was like, I was like 25 at the time, 26 maybe. And uh, it turns out, no, the scene is Angry Teens. But what they thought I looked like was a cop, uh, which disrespect fuck all of you, you okay I, they brought me in just to call me a pig to my face you ain't shit nobody <laughs> so it's so the nerve of all of them uh, i have a family <laughs> i had i didn't have a beard at the time i had really short hair uh, I could understand how they would look at me and go 1950s. This is a cop, but I didn't. I never even understood what the the scene was. They just lined up 20 people, looked at us, went, "You three look like the like look most like cops. Uh, you got it." And so then that was like <laughs> it. That was the audition. And uh, and so the scene is 1957 or maybe 59 in Tennessee. Uh, obviously, it's all the uh, fucking. Uh, like segregation stuff going on and the freedom riders are protesting. They're sitting in all white uh, section of this cafe and the cops come in after a big brawl ensues where white people start bullying black people. And uh, the cop, your boy comes in, arrest all the black people. Not a good look. Not, nah, not, dog. not what I thought I was getting into. Kind of didn't know that I was going to be putting Forrest Whitaker's son. Not the legacy you want to leave in the Smithsonian. In a paddy wagon <laughs> and stuff. But yeah, they uh, we had an option if we wanted to go to a speaking role where we could have been yelling some slurs. And uh, I said, no, I will not be. I will not be a part of that. Uh, I will not have my first words on camera be horrific hate like that is not what i'm gonna do and so i i didn't i didn't do it uh i'm still in the scene uh but i made a little stand made a little stand i said <laughs> i don't care what you've directed lee daniels no 
<laughs> no, <laughs> I am a man of honor, and I will not <laughs> sink to I love such level. You justified it at the time. You were like, "This might be the last movie, the first and only movie role I ever do." And I'll be I haven't done. It's going to be me yelling first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is true. So far, it's true. I haven't had, like, a big thing. I mean, I don't audition for movies much, but, like, I haven't had a big thing since then. So that very much could have been so over funny. the last six or seven years. That's the piece of tape of me out there. Uh, I will not. No, I will you not. You did it as a bit, and you, uh, you said they asked somebody else in the room if they wanted to. He did to, it. And you, you said the bartender just jumped up, started shaving his head. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> He just jumped up and started shaving his head. Said, I've been waiting. He went skinhead the whole time. Yeah, the joke was, I've been saying that for free my whole life. It's time to cash in. <laughs> yeah, that dude got into it through. He threw coffee in somebody's face. I don't even think you're supposed to do that. I think he just... <laughs> I think it was just right, his, his, little, his, little, his little racial wonderland right there. Where he just got to, Yeah. Oh, buddy. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, that was it. I, I, dude, I, um, I did a show last night. Uh, so I told you last That's week. Alive. Let me, let me get through it. So <laughs> I told you, you, you just sit back. <laughs> now look. Now look. Just for your own good. Just <laughs> hold on. All right. Just, now look. <laughs> I, I just don't want to be responsible. I just don't want to be responsible. Take your shots at you. Just hold on. Right. I just a little defensive. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, despite what uh, Donald Trump Jr. would believe, uh, COVID didn't go away, and uh, he knows that a thousand percent. He knows now. It now. Yeah, he knows that for sure. Uh, he's been dead for three days, bro. They don't want you to know that. They That's don't. what the liberal media they don't want you to know. He's been dead three days. They replaced him with a body double. That's a buckets of duff, duckets exclusive right there. There you go. Um, so. We got new restrictions in Washington, right? And so my little comedy class that uh, that I was going to teach last week that I was all conflicted about, uh, but I love that money and was going to do it, I uh, that's canceled. Can't do it. It's not a thing. Makes sense. So they closed down all, all restaurants as far as dining in. You got to do takeout now. Uh, if you leave for like Thanksgiving, you leave the state, your job is supposed to make you quarantine for two weeks before you can come back. Uh, so that's really eliminating people traveling. Uh, you can't have more than like five people in a room or something like that. Like these are all the rules. Oh, dude. One of my neighbors, one of my neighbors had a birthday party for the little girl and the second, like they had five people in the living room mm -hmm. and then a couple came in and the second they stepped in the room, everybody was dead. Yep. <laughs> Six and seven walked in the room. Boom. COVID. Everybody. Whoop. It could happen to any of us. COVID okay? chopped their heads off. Just chopped everybody's heads clean <laughs> off. <laughs> dude, COVID's ruthless, bro. COVID. They fucking around anymore, dude. Just straight chop their heads off. COVID was like, these are the rules, guys. We told you. <laughs> Five in a room. And you just want to keep testing. All right? I want to keep playing, huh? COVID fuck is around, like, that, COVID's tired. Out. COVID's tired at this point. COVID's like, y'all supposed to handle me six months ago. All right? I wasn't supposed to be working this hard. But if y'all going to keep me around for years and years, I'm going to start cutting chop. I'm just chopping heads off. <laughs> Until y'all take this seriously, okay? You coughed up your assholes ain't doing it, so I'm just going to start chopping your heads off. Heads got to roll, okay? That's what happens next. So uh, my class gets canceled, which is actually good because, I, I, as I said last week, I was conflicted on it. Uh, so that's no longer an option. So I was telling you last week about Nate Jackson's Super Funny Comedy Club. Right. Uh, and it was an online that's show. Great. This is a great name. This is a fantastic <laughs> time. Um, and... Uh, they told me, like, I, I thought, you know, it's, a, it's an online show. So I'm thinking a Zoom show. And uh, they were like, yeah, show's at 8, check in at 7. So around like 6.45, I start setting up, uh, like, the same podcast setup that we have now. And, uh, and I start realizing, like, man, they haven't sent a link or anything like that. And, and then I start reading back over the messages. And I'm like, oh, shit, is this at the club? And so I text them like at seven o'clock when I'm supposed to check in. And I was like, bro, am I supposed to be at the club? <laughs> and they're like, yep. And so I fucking, <laughs> yeah. So go ahead. You got, <laughs> I see your confusion. How, how is it at the club if it's virtual? So we performed on the stage at Nate Jackson's super funny comedy club. Like, dude, it was so professional. It was crazy. It was too much. It was oh, too really? much. Yeah. Oh, so right. I, uh, no, it was nice, but it's so whenever, uh, I was talking last week about whenever I auditioned at that club, 
that, uh, you know, it was it was at the end of February, beginning of March. And it was the whole like the club was supposed to open in the next month. And he was like, oh, we're going to push it back a couple weeks until COVID's over. And that was, yeah. <laughs> that was, COVID's over. that was 12 years ago. Right. And so, uh, whenever I looked at it, then the club wasn't finished, but he's, he's finished it. Cause he's had plenty of time to do that, uh, over these last 12 years. And, uh, <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so the club was set up all nice. They had like five comics come camera setups. So it was like a crew and we performed live on the stage, which at first, like, when the pandemic started, if somebody would have offered me that, I'd be like, no fucking way, dude. I'm not doing that. Like, that's, that sounds ridiculous. But, like, I am so much just wanting to get on stage. Like, it actually felt amazing. Like, just to be just to be on a nice stage uh, in the room. And it was funny because it was just the other four or five comics. And then it was, like, three people that were, like, working the cameras and the lighting. And, like, somebody was taking pictures. Mm. So it was, like, eight people in there. And, uh... I got it's not five, bro. I know, I know, I know. I could, I could get this whole thing shut down now. Uh, I'm hoping that the whole crew they just live together. They're one household. Probably that's part of it. Probably that's what it is. Probably if if I had to guess, uh, if the cops are listening. A bunch of pigs. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, dude, it was actually really cool, man. Uh, so I, I went up on stage and I just kind of it. We've been talking about like how you do sets now and. I, you know, I just riff, dude. One thing that this podcast has like really helped me with is getting over that whole uh, needing to know exactly like what my bits are and all this stuff. Like right. I've always been real like that. Uh, but the reaction we've been getting from these podcasts and all these crazy stories we've been telling every week has made me go like, oh, I guess even if I'm just kind of floundering and just kind of talking it out, I could still get to something funny. And so like I kind of just told stories that we've talked about. Like I told the Chewbacca, uh, I mean the Jabba the Hutt uh, costume story. story. I talked about doing Coos Bay and how much I hated it and comedy purgatory and stuff. Like I really like I, and what was funny was I was getting like, I made the crew laugh and comics were laughing and I was like, this feels awesome. Like it was, right. it was like eight <laughs> people in there. I was like, this feels fucking amazing. That's like, like it, the shows. That's the shows we grew up in comedy doing with seven or eight people. Yeah. There anyway. It was so funny. I actually felt better. Like I got a better high off of doing that show in front of eight people and whoever was watching on Facebook live, uh, than I did performing in Coos Bay where there was like 30 people in the crowd, just because like those 30 people weren't as good as the eight people right. in that. Like, at that just the elements were perfect in the club like it just looked nice uh they took a dope picture of me on stage which was funny to me <laughs> like like i can't uh, share this i'm going to jail that's <laughs> supposed to be that's <laughs> supposed to be on the show i didn't promote once i found out that it was on stage i didn't promote it because it didn't seem like something we could be doing but i mean they we were all we all wore masks like while we were in the crowd and we were all spread out and stuff but uh were you yeah. worried about using the same microphone? They in between acts, they wiped it down. Like the host used a different mic than everybody else. One of the people working the cameras uh, in between would come up, wipe everything down. Once I was done, here's your next comic. Uh, yeah, uh, dude, it felt great. Uh, it felt really I, good. I, I think I gotta go do stand up before the year's out. It's. I think we're gonna go into lockdown again mm -hmm. soon. But it's, it's about to come, dude. Now. Winter's winter's here, like things are about to start getting shut down. Like we don't, we haven't experienced what this is about to be with the pandemic is right. everybody having, uh, their immune system weakened because this is the time that you normally get sick and now dealing with, uh, a pandemic plus everybody traveling, wanting to travel for the holidays, yep. like what that's going to do. So like, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it's not going away. <laughs> Turns out when you do nothing about it for nine months, it doesn't go away. Right. My, uh, my kids, are both like uh real runny noses and sore throat today. And so immediately I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> it's COVID. But you know, they're kids, so they're just snotty. And uh just the just them having the the snot and the cold made me think, ah, hold off. Yeah, I mean, dude, I get that. Nobody's gonna hold it against you not performing in twenty twenty. You know what I'm saying? And it's, like it's a goal and a and a, a it's something I. It's a something I've put in my own head. Like it's not a. It's not a real thing. Nobody's holding you. Yeah, to that. it's not a real thing. I can't. I can still do. Comedy Nobody's gonna be I like, I'm so disappointed in Josh Watts for. Uh, yeah, they're not gonna <laughs> never book me again because I didn't go up for a year. Yeah. Some of you Nobody's fucking ain't shit hacks go away for four years, and come back for six months talking about I'm taking comedy serious now. It's for real. I'm for real <laughs> this time. 
bitches, and then y'all fucking bounce out after two open mics <laughs> when you don't kill. You know who I'm talking about, Tyler Futro. I know you listen to this. Anyway, bad dude. <laughs> you want to go into six... let's you want to go into weird open micers? I, I enjoy our weird open mic uh, segments. That... <sighs> so that dude, uh, we don't have to say his name again. Just one time. So oh, fuck you. I hope you, <laughs> I know he's listening to this, and fuck you. I hope you're watching. Fuck you, Tyler. Fuck you. There's Fuck a you. there's a type of comic me and Josh always make fun of. Uh, there's a lot of these in Louisiana. Uh, I guess just because the scene's so small, but it's dudes that perform, you know, for three weeks and then disappear for eight months, and then every t- the whole eight months they spend that eight months texting other comics and going, man, I'm just work. I'm I'm dude. I'm ready to get back. I'm coming at back it. strong. I'm excited, boy. When I come back, I'm coming back. Get my HBO special, baby. It's time. It's, I'm taking it for real this time. It's my time. And they just do. And then they come back, and then they perform for three weeks, and then it all starts over again. It's the same. Like because they they think, oh, I'm gonna come back for three weeks, and then I'm gonna be booked to headline on everything and a feature on everything. And they haven't done comedy in years, so they're not good at it. And so they don't get booked, and they're like, ah, you know, and then they drift away. But that one particular motherfucker, Tyler, for the 10 years I've done comedy, every year uh, for like two months, I get, hey, dog, uh, for real, this time, man, I'm, I'm thinking about coming back to the mics. I'm being for real about it. You were always one of my favorite comics, and I'm going to take it for real this time. I've got this lined up and this, and I know this production company, and fuck you. You're full of shit. And uh, then one day, one day I just told him to stop messing with me about it because I don't just stop. I don't. I don't. Yeah, care. I'll any, see you any, at the mic. I'll see, if you yeah, like, I'll see you up. at a show, and then we can talk about what you're gonna do in your career whenever we're actually performing. But like, this is just silly. Why are you? Why are you messaging me? Right. And then on top of that, he said some real shitty stuff online to one of my favorite people in the world. We don't need to go into that one. But uh, fuck you, Tyler. If I ever see you, I'm gonna break your fucking jaw. Anyway, you probably can't put that on YouTube. Is that a threat? They'll take our ads away. <laughs> it's satire, man. It's all satire. It's, it's satire. Uh, we're uh, we're poking. I'll jokingly break your jaw, you <laughs> yeah. fucking what? That's that's what somebody <laughs> that's what somebody who thinks that way would do. Ha ha! Can you imagine? Not me. I'm playing a character. It's and all the character jokes. That I am wants to stomp your stupid ass into the mud. <laughs> As the a bit. As a bit. Figuratively, the character. Wants to rip your heart out and butt fuck it. But me, I support your right to be a twat and live live free. Roll free. Be a free range cunt and just run around the world. Uh, I pray for you every day, you fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, I hope he gets I hate him so much, dude. God damn it, I hate that dude so much. You know why, you know why I hate him so much? And he doesn't even remember it. Uh, he did a set at Boudreaux and Thibodeau's when I first, first started. Listen when to that venue started, name, people. People not from Boudreaux Louisiana, listen to and that. Thibodeau's. <laughs> uh, he did a set there when I first started, and he did, uh, I don't remember, but it was like, I I was new enough that just because it was a formed joke, I was like, oh, he's good at comedy. Not, not that it was funny or not, just that it wasn't just rambling, like, oh, that's a joke, so he must be good at it. Yeah. I was still like, didn't take the mic out of the stand and would look at the ground while I talked and hold my note up and read it. And I walked up to him and I said, uh, oh man, you had a great set because he seemed like somebody who had been around for a long time. <laughs> and he goes, I don't talk to people after my set. <laughs> after the set, you don't talk to people. And even then I was like, well, that's why not? That's <laughs> It would be before, right? <laughs> like, why yeah. is it after? And also, fuck you. You're not even, uh, fuck you. Yo, fuck. So what you about to do? You just the- gonna sit there? So now what? He was, he was smoking Go a home. cigarette outside. <laughs> he was smoking a cigarette. But then I'm gonna be weird about it, dude. You're not gonna make me feel weird. So I just stood there. Because he said he didn't talk, so I just fucking stood right beside him. Just right there. Just to be weird about it. I hate those kind of comics, dude. I fucking hate them. Just show up and do it. Stop telling me what you're gonna do. Just fucking do it. Try to be funny first. Be funny before you plan out your fucking sitcom. I've, dude, uh... I've I've had I've had moments of doubt during the pandemic about that because uh I spent all this time putting together a really good live show and not that much time on an internet presence. And uh and then now yep. 
who gives a fuck if you can actually do stand-up comedy live? That's not a thing. It's not something that anybody's going to do. So part of me is like, man, should I have just been an asshole this whole time and talking about how yeah, I was the greatest and try to get a bunch of followers that, for fake you stuff? Should've. I should have. I mean, even now, I didn't promote the show that I was on yesterday. Even that, like, I'm doing, I'm doing shows, and I still didn't promote it. Like, <laughs> I mean, there are weeks where we forget to plug this. We're like, oh, I forgot to share the new episode. You're like, nah, we'll do it next week. Nah. <laughs> They'll fucking find it. I don't it. want to bother everybody. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to bother them. Just let them come to it naturally. Remember our buddy Evan that uh, would uh, he would start an open mic and then he'd be like, I'm not going to promote it. I want it to be one of them cool things that people just <laughs> find out about and show up to. I'm like, how are they going to find out about it, bro? Like, if you don't tell anybody. That's why they always only lasted three weeks. <laughs> uh, it was so hard for us to start shows in Louisiana back then because, like, we had so much heart, all of us, but none of us, none of us were really good enough comics to actually host weekly and have other comics come. Like, we all had enough material to do two, three weeks. And then Maybe. after that, yeah. Then after that, it was hard. It was hard to keep people, like... You would see that with uh, comics would have uh, start shows, have all their best friends come out for two weeks. And then they'd be like on week three, uh, they'd be like, yeah, we've heard all that, though. We've seen every comic you have to offer in the state. So, yep. When they would start an open mic, you better go the first week or two because that's when the host has all their friends and family come out. And then after that, like you said, they don't even turn the TVs off the fucking football game. (laughs) Um, my daughter has found, uh, my little ponies. Okay. <laughs> that made it sound um, like they're your little ponies. They are. She found them. <laughs> <in her mother>. <laughs> <laughs> she found uh, where she, I was hiding them. God damn. <laughs> she found them on YouTube and they have a song called shine like rainbows. Sing it for me. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> it's the worst thing I've ever heard. Uh, but she's obsessed with it. And so anytime we've been in the car or anything, that's the song she wants to hear. And I hate it. But she sings along with it. And like, like really gets into it. And it's so goddamn cute to watch her be so into a song that I'll listen. I have a playlist that's two hours and 45 minutes of that song on repeat 65 times. Why? <laughs> Because every time it plays, she asks me, can you rewind it, please? Can you rewind it? Can you rewind it? Can you rewind it? Can you rewind it? Like, she just wants to keep hearing it. There's got to be a shuffle type thing with that. (laughs) There probably is. Got to be a repeat button or something. I'm sure. I'm sure, but whatever. Hey, Uh, you've chosen a path. This is what we're going with. It's gotten, I think it's fried my brain. It's gotten down to her now at night. Like, I just, I hear that song. If I don't have headphones and listen to something else, that song's just etched into my brain like stone and I just keep fucking shine like rainbows and it's fucking awful awful but the worst part about it is uh, I don't know how familiar you are with My Little Pony stuff not that not not that and bro- bronies are you familiar with bronies uh, yeah I so you used to do a bit about them and then oh that's right I did ah, yeah right. you used to talk <laughs> about them on stage and then uh, and then I actually on DocuCommentary my other podcast uh, we actually watched Bronies way back when and did an episode on it. Now, look, I collect action figures. This room around me is just filled with action figures. It's some of my favorite things in the world. Uh, I don't care that people are into cartoons. It's whatever. My Little Pony stuff, there's some weird, like, sex dolls that are shaped like the ponies. Or, like, there's a lot of weird stuff. If you go on YouTube and you search My Little Ponies, you have to have the safe search on. Yeah, there's a... Parental uh, uh, parental advisory associated with My Little Ponies. They're like, okay. don't let so your I, kids look at My Little Ponies by themselves. Wasn't even thinking about it. And my daughter's learned <laughs> that if that she could press the thing on the phone on YouTube and it projects onto the Apple TV, like it'll play over the TV. And she's blown away by that. So I'll let her play with my phone and she can Me watch too, the by TV. The way. And she thinks it's all, oh yeah, I'm, I just stand there and stare at it. Ooh. <laughs> And <laughs> magic, look at it <laughs> like a monkey that sees a light bulb for the first time. <laughs> and she's so she's watching, she's watching My Little Ponies, and she just keeps going because, like, you know, the video suggests other videos, and that's that's how the kids YouTube. So she just goes down, she clicks on this one that suggests, and she just keeps going. And then all of a sudden, dude, 
straight up two cartoon ponies are fucking on our 50-inch TV. <laughs> Cops knocked the door down immediately. Bruh, what the fuck is going on in I here? I freaked out. I was like, I'm signed into that YouTube account. <laughs> it's in my history. I can't scrub that. <laughs> <laughs> so I yanked the phone back real quick and uh and now she knows something's wrong. <laughs> like something happened to, with the ponies. I had to act like mom texted me and I was like, Oh your mom texted me <laughs> Gotta take this off the screen to answer the text, hold on. So I just straight up deleted YouTube off my phone and put on the YouTube kids app in case she takes my phone again. Cause bro, I yeah, how do you explain to a four-year-old <laughs> something that my get... something that my thirty-one-year-old mind can't process? Exactly, exactly, dude. <laughs> I can't tell you what we just saw because I don't understand it either. Um, I guess Maybe. that pink pony had a throbbing pink wiener that was spraying fire. Was because when a man, when a purple and a woman, pony, they love each other, loves a pink loves pony, a pink, a pink pony, and then that. <laughs> and then they got enough vacation time at their job and <laughs> enough money to buy an outfit. Um, they, they get a hotel and, and um, um, look over there. <laughs> I'll give you some candy if you shut the fuck up. How about that? Uh, the other day, dude, uh, Henry was taking a nap on me and I'm mm -hmm. sitting on the couch and I heard Zoe outside. I lean over and look. I'm like on the couch. I look over my shoulder. And dude, she's outside with her little eight pound kettlebell doing swings. And she would do a couple and then she would set it down and she would grab a piece of chalk and write on the ground just like I do. Oh, man. And dude, she was copying. When she would set the kettlebell the bell down, she would do exactly what I do. She'd put her hands on her hips and go. And then like walk in a circle. And then she'd go back and she'd go. Whoo. And then she grab her kettlebell. Dude, that's adorable. Kids are watching, man. They pick up on all that. I had no idea how close she watched. It was the greatest thing ever. And when she came in, she told me, I was working out, but now I'm tired. I just really want some candy. And I was like, dude. That's what working yeah. out is all about, baby. That yep. is. You earned it. <laughs> it's it's lifting stuff and then ruining it with candy. That's what it always it is. is. <laughs> it's, it's iron versus candy bars forever. Forever. It's a and battle. Then, that's how I'm, that's the uh, that's like every couple of weeks something shines through with my children where I'm like oh yeah I guess you are mine because they're way too cute and sweet that I don't always just assume but like that to that her doing that I was like oh well yeah that's that's me and today uh, my two year old <laughs> yeah you sent me this you sent me a, you sent me a picture of your son <laughs> just beating up inflatables in the yard <laughs> he was so excited about the Christmas decorations. That for like <laughs> he had to fight know. him. <laughs> Dude, it was like an hour and a half. He just had to fight him. He would just. We had this inflatable, like a big inflatable Christmas decoration, and it's the Island of Misfit Toys. And it's like the plane and the train and the abominable snowman and the little girl uh, from Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. And he, bro, he would run up and just start beating the shit out of it, <laughs> and then then he would go. Like he was scared and he would run back to me for a minute and then he'd turn around and he dude he was selling his ass off he was selling like a Dolph Ziggler bro <laughs> and then he'd run back to me and he'd go Arr! and he would just take off running and dude he would just start wailing on him there was one point where he grabbed Wendy the little girl doll and he, <laughs> yeah. he put her in an arm bar like he had an arm and he goes ah, 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 ah. it was like cranking her arm up and I was like, dude, this went on for, no joke, it was like an hour and a half, where I just sat in my front yard and let my son beat the shit out of an inflatable. <laughs> you could see him trying to figure out, can I pick it up and throw it? And he's like, all right, can't do that. <laughs> he like, circle around it. <laughs> it was so great. He's screaming at the top. Like, anybody in the neighborhood probably thought he was being murdered. He's just screaming at the top of his lungs. I hope your drone got that, you fucking asshole. <laughs> He comes up to you. I'm taking this to the cops. I am taking. Get a drone photo of me being a good father. You fuck. Uh, nobody I bet sees your that. Don't cover that. The media doesn't show you that. Media doesn't Lame show Josh Watts being a good father. They just show him being a fucking hippie in the woods. They show me being a hippie just in a the woods. Just a degenerate sleeping behind, sleeping behind George W. Bush. 
<laughs> Dude, uh, hold on. I don't, we haven't talked. Okay. Let's, uh, so, uh, Veterans Day just passed. Happy Veterans Day to you. We've never talked uh, about that on the show. We did on the old show. So, oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> But this is a this is definitely something that we haven't. Uh, so, me and Josh have. I I don't know if like just weird things happen to us, or we just pay attention <laughs> to the things that happen and remember, or if like it's a little bit of both. If we see weird things and we make them weirder by our reaction <laughs> to them and stuff. And so, like how Josh was telling the story earlier of the drone guy, a lot of times you have to be like, I know this sounds fake, but I'm telling you this happened. Okay, so. <laughs> On, a, on our old show, Josh is telling me a story about whenever he was in the military and George Bush was given a speech, and on national television, Josh was behind George Bush and fell asleep, right? This is a state of the union after 9 Like, this was a big deal. It was from Fort Bragg. It was broadcasted internationally. <laughs> and when you told me that story, I had a moment where I was like, I mean, it couldn't have went exactly like that. Like, it was probably, I was like, I believe he fell asleep. I don't believe it was on national TV. Like, it was, a, uh, and I kind of had just, like, it was the first time I really, like, doubted, like, a story you told me, but I didn't, I didn't call you on it or anything like that. I just kind of was like, huh? I was like, Josh has been through some shit. Maybe he's just remembering it different, <laughs> whatever. And then, I don't know, maybe the next year or something like that, Somebody yeah. sent somebody found the photos, or you found the photos, and you sent them to me. And Josh somebody found the YouTube video. And Josh, I have never doubted a single thing you've said for the rest of our friendship. Like from that moment, I have shamed myself for that. I have gone shame on you for not believing your best friend whenever he told you that. Because can you I'll edit be those God, pictures in here. Can you edit the? I can. Yeah, I'll find, yeah, yeah. I'll throw them up uh, right here so you can see. But I'll be goddamn, dude. If Josh didn't fall asleep on national television behind George Bush, happen. Right over his fucking shoulder. First <laughs> row. Bruh. We had just come back. Uh, we were here. <laughs> the we fucking craziest shit. <laughs> we were coming back That's from so training. That's so absurd. To go overseas. I think we were getting ready to go. We had been in training for a long time. Then they made us go home and put on clean uniforms. And then come back because we were going to... George Bush is going to give a State of the Union on the base. And... This is how, like, I was like, I don't want to fucking go. <laughs> I said I was training. Like, I don't want to sit in an auditorium behind him forever. Nah, dude. I don't want to meet the president of the United States of America. <laughs> I got better things to do. I okay. need to go home and play PlayStation 2 and sleep. <laughs> I, I'm tired. Uh, but if you don't know, if you're unaware, when you join the military, you no longer make your own decisions. <laughs> they just tell you, hey, you be here, and then you be there. You fight That's for other people's freedom, but you don't get it. Not yours. <laughs> Not yours. So we go home. Uh, we go, I go and get dressed. We come back to the auditorium on Fort Bragg. It's Fort Bragg in North Carolina was the home of the 82nd Airborne. And I was stationed at Pope Air Force Base, which is in the middle of Fort Bragg. Uh, it's now Pope Airfield, and it belongs to the Army. After I left, they were like, it's not worth keeping it open, and they just gave it to the <laughs> Army. <laughs> Uh, and what like are we even Delta, doing here anymore? The Delta Force trains out there, and uh, like, there's a whole lot of like JSOC. There's a whole lot of secret, you know, secret squirrel shit out there. And uh, <laughs> so there was a lot of uh, other people, a lot of Green Berets and Red Berets and different Berets in the audience. And because I was an Air Force SP, I had a Navy Blue Beret. Mm -hmm. And when we come in, the Secret Service like searched the shit out of us. I mean, that dude was digging in my asshole with a headlamp. and like, There's no telling what you got a, up there, bro. You're on a military base. What do you think is going to happen? All right. But so. All right, get in there. It's hours, hours of getting screened and cleared and sitting on this chair. And it's a hot auditorium that might have been air conditioned, but wasn't on a lot. And it was tons of people. And we were in heavy starched uniforms. So you're just fucking hot. And you got to sit there. So it's already hard to stay awake. And then fucking George Bush walks out and he shakes every single person's hand. Like, I, he was super nice in person. I, I Politically, I, I understand he's a monster probably. But, like, when he talked to you, he really like, right, he yeah. was really focused on talking to you. And he seemed like he genuinely appreciated it. Was a nice, it was a nice experience. And he shook my hand. Shook my hand like he respect. He's like, I know. Thank you for your service. 
uh, Aaron Watts, what's your name? And I said, Aaron Watts. And he goes, no, what's your name? And I said, oh, it's Josh. And he, and he said, thank you for your service. And he looked me right in my eyes, right in my eyes. And I'm not kidding you when I tell you that the iris of his eyes were red, white, and blue. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And he said, I know that being the patriot and the hero you are, that you'll be safe to be sitting right over my shoulder in the front row the whole time I'm giving this speech on international TV. You should tell your mom and have your mom tell all of her church friends to watch because you will not disrespect me at all. And we know that. So I'm going to put you front. I know that about you. I can feel it. I can feel the type of person you are. So he shakes our hand, then he goes to the back and they set us down. And it's like another hour and a half where I just get sleepier and sleepier and sleepier. And I'm not shitting you, dude. I had called my parents. My parents had told everybody at church. The only thing I've ever done that my parents were proud about besides my children was that I signed up for the military because I didn't have any job options at 18. (laughs) Very proud of you, I wanted to go to college. Thanks. Um, So they told everybody, and like all of our church friends are watching, all of my mom's uh, friends from the Curves gym that she works at, they were all watching because my mom's a fucking plate lifting beast too boom runs Ooh, the family bro that's right she throws fucking plates and curves go out there anyway right <laughs> she, told everybody, she said hey <laughs> come look at my son my national hero son on tv he's gonna be right there and i didn't even know that i was gonna be right behind him i'm just gonna be on the stage so like look for me you might see me and no it was right and- <laughs> right over his shoulder you are right over george bush's shoulder it was 2001 or two. I didn't have a cell phone until like 2006, so I couldn't text her or anything to tell her. Yeah. Oh, I'm fucking right behind the president of the United States. Look at your baby boy, mama. And they co- He comes out, or the cameras start rolling. They do a big, uh, the Star Spangled Banner, and he walks out and he shakes people's hand as he walks out. And as he walks out, he only shakes a couple people's hands, and I'm one of them. He shakes my hand again. Just to reestablish that he knows he can depend on me. My guy. My guy right here. Josh Watts. <laughs> my, all of my bosses, my supervisors, if you, if you watch that video, I'm the only Air Force dude anywhere in that shot. <laughs> and I can see all my bosses and stuff over to the side, and they're waving at me and thumbs up. But I can tell the thumbs up is also saying, why the fuck did they pick him to be? <laughs> why <laughs> you? <laughs> And bro, sure as shit, uh, I'm sitting next to a Green Beret, and I kept telling him earlier in the day, I'm like, hey, dude, don't let me, you see me, you know, nudge me, fall, fall asleep or something. And I think he got annoyed with me because he, he just, I guess he stopped. Because <laughs> like, we like, stood why up, you? Bush came out, started talking, we sat down, and bro, I started doing the... And if you watch the video, I go, like, straight out, I just end up leaning back. <laughs> And slouching down. <laughs> and there is a perfect picture of me over George Bush's shoulder, eyes closed, head back, out. And then if you see the video, I get nudged and jerk awake, which just draws more attention yeah. to me sleeping behind the president after the world's biggest terrorist attack. But it wasn't because I was being disrespectful to our nation. It's because I've been training to defend it. I was so and tired. Hot. And it was hot, and I was tired, and I didn't want to be there. And he was talking a lot, and I didn't give a fuck about hearing it. All I knew was I was going to have to be in another country for a long time, so I didn't give a fuck about what all kind of. Don't justify it. Just send me, I guess. Fuck. Well, nobody fuck. Ever, so nobody ever believes that story. Like I've told that story a hundred times, and I always get the like, ah, eh, they doubt me. It was but, like my thing was like I believed it. I just I was like I don't know if it went that exact way. I was like I, I felt like I was like maybe he's like confusing a couple things that happened or what. Like that was like my thought. Uh, and, I don't but, have a great memory, but I remember that one very very <laughs> clearly. Yeah, and I, if, I can you imagine you would. In, if you're listening though, yeah, front row, right? Like I was hard camera the whole time. It's showing the president's face. I am in the shot the whole fucking speech. And the guy, uh, one of my friends, Alex, told me, he said, um, I showed him the video. It it came around. uh, I found it. Somebody sent it to me around the time that he was coming by for a visit. And I showed it to him. And no shit. He goes, bruh, when I lived in Florida, 
with this happened and we made fun of the guy who fell asleep behind <laughs> the president. And like he texted his friend right there and was like, Hey, do you remember that guy that was asleep behind Bush on the, and his friend like, fuck yeah, I remember and a friend that I met that moved from Florida here knew about the guy who fell asleep behind George yeah. Bush at the state of the union. And it was fucking me. <laughs> <laughs> you goddamn right. Uh, I'm so happy that that was that I found that on YouTube or whoever. I don't remember who sent it to me, but I'm so happy they did because I don't think anybody believed that story until I started posting on Facebook every chance. I it's so great. It's my it's it's my favorite Veterans Day tradition is you reposting those pictures of <laughs> here's the time I fell asleep behind the president. So thank, perfect. Thank me for my service. So perfect. <laughs> All right, bro. Let's get out of here, man. All right, man. Uh, dude, uh, thank y'all so much for listening. Make sure you go to bucketsofduckets.com. Hey, uh, so I just want to take a second. We've gotten a lot of, like, here recently, we've got, we've had, uh, our show's been kind of growing. Our numbers have been growing uh, a lot. Uh, thank you. That means you're sharing, you're telling people uh, you like them what we're doing, and uh, we appreciate it a lot. It's really cool to know that something we're creating is being enjoyed by people so thanks for listening thanks for telling people about us and sending them to the best pe- uh the best podcast in the world we appreciate it yep well said thanks guys peace out you punk bitches i <laughs> 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 <laughs>